Welcome to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast, brought to you by Ruane Attorneys. The answers you need, the privacy you deserve. Each season tackles a different area of criminal law. Now, to your host, Jay Ruane. Hey there, Jay Ruane again, turning it over to Gerald to continue his discussion on motor vehicle laws in Connecticut. Welcome to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast. I'm Gerald Lentini, and I defend people, including many of the more than 50,000 people who get pulled over by police every day for traffic violations. On this extended episode, we're going to take a step outside the courthouse and discuss something a little different, handling a case at the DMV. Thanks for joining us. The DMV. Butt of a million jokes, home of lines, birthplace of frustration. Take a number, grab a seat, wait an hour, and come back when you have the right forms. We all know the DMV as the avatar of all things bureaucratic, but there's a side of the DMV most people never see, an inquisitive side, a judicial side. This, friends, is the realm of the administrative hearing. Now, this is a podcast about criminal law, so let's start today's conversation by looking at the reason you're most likely to need to have a DMV hearing, a DUI. If you're charged with a DUI, two things will likely happen right away. First, the state's attorney's office where you were arrested will open a court case against you. Second, the DMV will open an administrative case to suspend your license within 30 days of your arrest. Just being arrested for a DUI in Connecticut, even if you're never convicted, can lead to a 45-day license suspension and an interlock requirement. But while everyone knows you can challenge your arrest in court, not as many people realize you can challenge your suspension at the DMV by requesting an administrative per se hearing. The DMV hearing is a completely separate process from your court case, even though it stems from the same incident. Unlike in court, where the state has to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, the DMV is governed by a different set of rules when it comes to hearings, and they only have to decide that the evidence weighs more heavily against you than in your favor. Jokes about being trapped there forever aside, the Department of Motor Vehicles can't lock you up or impose fines against you, but they can suspend or revoke your license or require you to abide by conditions if you want to drive again, like having an IID, an ignition interlock device, installed in your car. Your hearing will be scheduled within 30 days after your arrest if you request one. You should receive a letter that tells you when you need to request the hearing. Your case will be decided by a hearing officer appointed by the Commissioner of Motor Vehicles. DMV hearing officers are licensed attorneys who act as fact-finders at the hearing. The hearing officer has the duty to listen to the testimony and to review the evidence submitted at the hearing, which can include the arrest report, breath test results, an accident report if there was one, testimony from witnesses, and videos from the arrest and booking process. They can ask questions, subpoena witnesses and evidence, and rule on objections. The law limits the hearing to looking at just a few issues, what we lawyers call the four factors. First, did the police have probable cause to arrest you for a DUI? Second, were you actually arrested by the police officer? Third, were you operating a motor vehicle within the meaning of state law? And finally, did a valid test show you had an elevated blood alcohol content, or does the record show that you refused to take a test? For the DMV to suspend your license, the hearing officer has to be able to answer yes to all four of those questions. If she or he answers no to any of them, then your license will be restored.
In this administrative hearing, you have the opportunity to present your case. You can testify under oath. You can bring witnesses as well. You may offer photographs or other evidence, such as documents in support of your case. However, you do not have to testify, and there may be very good reasons why you should not testify, depending on the issues involved in your criminal court case. Again, you're under oath, so what you say will be recorded and can be used against you in court. Now, you don't need to have a hearing if you don't want to challenge your suspension. You have the right to one, but it isn't automatic. Likewise, you don't need to have an attorney represent you at the DMV hearing, but there are certain past cases and long-standing interpretations of the law that a good DMV lawyer will know that you might not. For example, to operate a motor vehicle under state law can mean anything from driving to sitting in the driver's seat with the car turned off. There's a time limit for administering a blood alcohol test, and there are certain requirements for the police to document if they say you refuse to take one. And there may be errors in the paperwork the police submit to the DMV that can keep that evidence from being admitted. A good lawyer knows to look for these things. The hearing can also be an opportunity to question witnesses, including the arresting officer, under oath before going into court, which can help with planning your defense strategy. Although it is stressful to deal with two separate proceedings for your DUI, it's generally in your best interest to challenge the suspension. Our firm always includes DMV representation in our DUI cases because it's that important. There are two other sorts of hearings you might face, depending on the circumstances of your case. One is the document integrity hearing. If a driver commits some sort of fraud to obtain a license, such as by giving the DMV a fake address or birth date, the DMV may strip their license. They may also face charges in criminal court. If you're in possession of such a license or a state ID card, you can sign a settlement agreement and pay a fee of $175, which will allow you to become eligible to apply for a new valid license. Alternatively, you can request a document integrity hearing and challenge the state's claim of fraud. In most cases, it's a good idea to request a hearing because in this situation, you'll have the opportunity to defend yourself as opposed to simply surrendering your license and settling the situation. If accused of this issue, you need to contact the DMV Document Integrity Unit and schedule a hearing with a staff member at the DMV. At the hearing, you will have to provide documents that prove your identity and support the other information that's at issue, like your address or birth date. Determinations can then be made regarding the authenticity of your license and next steps. The third and final type of DMV hearing I want to discuss today is the medical review hearing. Medical review hearings are a result of a police officer or another driver's complaint against the way you're driving. Essentially, if someone makes a complaint that you are unfit to drive due to a medical condition, you could lose your driver's license. The DMV Medical Board will review your medical condition to determine what happens next. You do have the right to a medical review hearing in which you can defend yourself and provide evidence proving that it's safe for you to drive. The medical board may make a few different determinations concerning your license. They may choose to take no action, or they may suspend or revoke your license, or they could split the baby and decide that you can keep your license with conditions, such as only driving during daylight hours or with assistive devices. The board can also let you keep your license on the condition that you retake a driver's test. These sorts of hearings are especially common where senior citizens are involved in accidents and will generally require a thorough review of your medical history to defend. Whatever sort of DMV hearing you find yourself at, remember that you have the right to an attorney representing you. 
If you have more questions about how you might end up at a DMV hearing or what to do once you're there, subscribe to this podcast and visit our website, ruaneattorneys.com, to learn more. That's R-U-A-N-E attorneys.com. On our next episode, Possession of Alcohol by a Minor. I'm Attorney Gerald Lentini. Thanks for listening and drive safe. If you or a loved one needs the advice of a criminal defense or civil rights attorney, the lawyers at Ruane Attorneys are here to help you out. Ruane Attorneys handles all types of criminal cases, from juvenile court to motor vehicle court to every criminal court in the state. And even better, Ruane Attorneys offers a free consultation for anyone facing a criminal charge. If you or someone you love needs advice from a lawyer, have them reach out to Ruane Attorneys at ruaneattorneys.com or call or text 203 203- 925-9200. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast. For more information or to get a free consultation for your criminal law questions, visit us at ruaneattorneys.com or call or text 203-925-9200.